You are listening to the Our View podcast, where we aim to educate, raise awareness, and change the tone of conversation about disabilities. Every week, we bring you episodes that are centered around topics related to disabilities. As the host, it is my hope that you are not just inspired by these stories that are shared, but that you put some action behind your inspiration to do something that improves the lives of those who live with disabilities. I thank you, our loyal listeners, for your support and remind you to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Our View for Life and to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts to tell us what you enjoy most about the podcast. Let's get into this conversation. I would like to welcome everyone back to another episode of the Our View podcast, where we aim to educate, raise awareness, and change the tone of conversation about disabilities. Mm-hmm. I am happy to be back with new episodes. This is our fifth season of the podcast, and um, I have a great guest for you all today, and we have already talked before uh, we started recording. I am going to um, unfortunately mispronounce <laughs> your name, but we're going to fix it. So um, <laughs> I would like to welcome to the podcast, Dag Bjorch to the podcast. I am so sorry about that, but you are going to fix all of that for us right now. And <laughs> so uh, welcome to the podcast. I'm very happy to have you on with us today. Hi, everybody. Um, it's a great honor to be here to share my story. I am Daubiest. It actually literally means stay bright. And I am a 31-year-old uh, opera student from Iceland. And I have a visual impairment, which I will um, explain more later about. Yeah, so thank you for joining us from Iceland. We are recording this. It's two o'clock in the afternoon here in New Jersey, and you uh, told me that it was after 6 p.m. in the evening there uh, in Iceland. You are my first uh, podcast guest from Iceland, so (laughs) (laughs) I'm going going international. I've had uh, some people from uh, Australia, New Zealand, and uh, over in England. But uh, you are my first guest from Iceland, so uh, welcome. <laughs> so as you mentioned, um, you you do have uh, a disability called cortical visual impairment. Uh, yep. Can you just share with um, with everyone uh, what that is and um, how? Uh, I read your story and you shared that having seizures uh, was something that they figured. Uh, you know, may have been the cause of, of this diagnosis. So can you just explain that to us for a little bit? So to begin with, I will first share the really basic stuff. So CVI or cortical visual impairment is a visual impairment or even blindness that is not caused by any problems with the eyes, but is caused by brain damage. So in my case, uh, my brain damage is most likely caused by lack of oxygen during or after birth because I was born two months prematurely. Um, And as a baby, I had infantile seizures 
which might have impacted the brain damage and therefore had a negative impact on uh, also my vision. And so this particular type of brain damage um, is said nowadays to be one of the commonest causes for CVI to show itself. So there, ha there can be a lot of causes for CVI, but in my case, how I see the world is, I wouldn't say different, but like, my vision depends on a lot of factors. For example, how I might be feeling. For example, let's say I am stressed or tired or ill or frightened or whatever, I might see less. So on a daily basis, when I'm feeling rested and happy and go lucky and everything is fine, then my vision demonstrated itself in as if you might imagine if you take a tube, let's say of an empty toilet paper roll and you stick it to your eye and you look through it. So you don't see anything down or up or to your sides only to your front. So let's say then you're walking across the street and then you can't, cannot see any cars approaching. And then you cannot go down a stair without tripping. Mm. Or you're not able to see who's standing beside you unless that person starts talking, you know? Mm -hmm. And then um, as I said, if you get stressed or feeling any off, then the tube shrinks into a drinking straw size hole, you know. Wow. And then um in extreme situations, let's say you get very ill, like you have a, a really high fever or infection or something, you lose your vision. Or if um, your environment is super, super loud, like on a rock concert or something, I, my vision goes away. I perform on stage blind. Wow, that is so interesting. Um, and thank you for those examples of, um, you know, having vision as if looking through like an empty toilet paper roll mm -hmm. and then a drinking straw, because that is, um, it's, it's very, uh, I think, relatable to a lot of people to have those two examples of um, what your vision, uh, you know, looks like in different circumstances and the fact that you said and how your body responds to, uh, like you said, music, loud, loud noises at a concert or 
uh, if you're sick or if you're stressed or tired, um, how your vision becomes less uh, and less uh, based on those responses that your body has to the stimulus around you, I guess you could <laughs> say. Yeah. yeah, wow, that's um, that's really interesting. And as you mentioned toward the end there is that you are a performer, um, which yeah. I loved uh, reading that about you. And um, I know for, for myself, uh, having a disability, I've had my disability my whole life. Um, music has really, and I've talked about this before on previous episodes, but music has really helped me get through um, a lot of tough challenges that I've had uh, as a result of my disability. I've had many surgeries and things like that. So helping uh, music has helped me get through a lot of tough times when I was recovering from surgeries or just having a bad day in general. And I think, uh, again, I think a lot of people can relate to that and just uh, turning to music uh, as a comfort uh, for them. So can you share with us how music and performing has helped you uh, cope with your diagnosis and um, as you mentioned that you perform um, blind so can you share with us uh, more about that so as to that um, I have to add one thing mm -hmm. I don't know if you read that in um, any form or post that I posted but I didn't get diagnosed with this um, visual impairment until I get 26 years old Mm -hmm. but I'm born with this. So after I get diagnosed, I realize that I um, sometimes lose my vision when I, I perform. And that is when I kind of realize that I kind of use music to as an alternative for vision, you know? So instead of using vision to simulate myself, I have to shut off my vision, you know, because you have to concentrate so much of on doing the music and on to doing the stage thing and on to um listening and on to remembering your lyric and doing all the things that you cannot you cannot use the vision at the same time so that's why the cvi is so different from other types of visual impairment but um, as of it, how it, how it has helped, I think it's, I think it kind of has helped me escape kind of the reality of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um. And when I, when I tell people about my CDI and the whole story about it, you know, I very, very seldomly think people believe me. People seem not to 
believe what I'm saying. People seem to blame it on whatever else it could be like. I, I don't know. Autism, um, ADHD, whatever else. But when I'm singing, people do believe me. And so that what I that's what I kind of flee to because I can express myself more singing than I do speaking. Right. Yeah, that's um ah, people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I'll just say that. That's all I'll say. Um <laughs> but it, it's it's just so interesting that um you know that as as people with disabilities that we often find ourselves having to prove ourselves that you know yeah that you know that what we say is is true and and all of that so um i've i've had those types of situations as well so i can uh very much relate to that yeah <laughs> unfortunately it's oh gosh like i said people that's that's how we'll wrap that up it's too people out there it is it is yes i agree it is two people out there for sure um, but it's um it's it's great to me that you can um you know find that escape in in your music and um you know that's just just really great and uh that actually ties into uh the last question that i have for you which is what is one song that you think everyone should listen to and why is this song so important to you? If you have more than one song, you can definitely share that as well. <laughs> well, I thought long and hard about this. <laughs> like, seriously. So I thought I'd share since, well, Christmas is fast approaching. I thought I'd share this whole album favorite of mine. It is an album. Um, it's by Iceland's number one soprano singer. This album has kind of all my memories tied to it. I used to, when it came out, I was six years old probably just uh, just turned seven um and i used to lie or sit or even lie kind of tied to the radio um listening to it while mom was doing christmas stuff around the house <laughs> um i i don't know it's kind of me being seven-year-old crying to classical Christmas music. I don't know how many little kids do that, you know? <laughs> um, and later, and as of right now, for several years, this soprano has been my vocal teacher. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so she has had a huge impact on me, both um, as a teacher and as a personal friend. So so her name is Tittu, but that's actually her uh, our artist's name. 
but the the album's name is Yola Stjarna, which is just a Christmas star, you know. Oh, great. That's great. Yeah, and I uh, I wrote that question to you, and then I had to think about it long, <laughs> long and hard for myself <laughs> too, because I was like, oh, like that would be a good question for me to answer as well. Um, Could you answer? <laughs> so I I did, but I was really honestly stuck between two songs, and okay, um, and so this is in no particular order. However, um, I have seen both of these artists in concert many times, and um, my friends and family who listen to the podcast and people who have listened to the podcast before know that Patti LaBelle is my um, all time favorite person. Um, my mom and I are actually going to see her uh, in concert in uh, Boston in December. So I'm cool. looking forward to that. We have, they have accessible front row seats at this venue. So I was really excited about that. That doesn't happen too often. Um, so the one song by Patti LaBelle that I would suggest everybody listen to is called You Are My Friend. And then um, a song by Stevie Wonder that I would Ooh. suggest everybody listen to is called Joy Inside My Tears. Ooh, I like that one. It's such a good song. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good song. The lyrics and the music to the, the, the music itself is like so, um, just so moving to me. It's just like, wow, like they really went there with the music itself <laughs> and, you know, and, and the words to it are, are just so, um, so so great. So those are the two songs that I would uh, suggest everybody listen to, even though I broke my own rule of saying one song. But, um, <laughs> but that's okay. We can. Yeah. Do well, that. I I did a whole album. You and that's two fine. Songs. That's fine. We can do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh. What that that speaking of songs, that's a Janet Jackson song where she says, "We'll make the rules up yeah. as we go along and break them all if exactly. we're not having fun." Exactly. <laughs> So we can well, make the rules up well, and break them. <laughs> fun fact: Fun fact about this album. Actually, t uh, this year marks the 25th anniversary of this album. Wow. So, uh, last week, probably like like three days ago, I bought tickets to the live show where oh. she'll perform uh, this album live. So. Wow. Oh, that's great. And I, and I really love, which I didn't mention just now, but I really love that you, you brought something that you remember from your childhood and memories that, um, yeah. you know, memories that you have of listening to this, like in your house and um, just those happy times and those happy memories of, uh, of your childhood. I love that. So it's like, you know, bringing back the classics, that's like, um, uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Like that's Ooh. the, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like we can all remember that song from our childhood and, and it comes out every year and, and it's, uh, you know, there's a meme on uh, Facebook and the internet that says, you know, it's October now, so Mariah Carey's defrosting and getting ready <laughs> for, uh, <laughs> you know, her, her and Michael Buble. <laughs> so they... I'm, I'm probably going to offend some people, but but that song for me is kind of overused. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it they play it all the time here. It's uh, play it all the time. Yeah, yeah. They do. They play it way too often. Um, and it did. It, it lost its its spark. I think. Yeah. After a while, well, but. Oh. 
it, it makes her so much money every year. <laughs> oh, wow. But thank you so much uh, for taking the time to talk with me and to share your story again. It was so much fun. Yeah, I, um, I truly believe this is how we do uh, begin to change the tone of conversation about disabilities and people who live with disabilities by talking about them really? and making them um, more uh, more understandable to, to the general population um, because people don't know what they don't know. And um, exactly, you know, this is how we can help to uh, educate people and, um, you know, just to be more accepting and uh, understanding and, and willing to assist people and asking before they assist, of course. But, um, <laughs> you know, that's another big thing I'm big on is the etiquette of that it all. Is sitting on somebody with a white cane. yes yes please ask before you help anybody with a white cane or otherwise or, in a don't. or whatever like yes yes whatever they are doing um you know they most likely have a system down and they know what they're doing yeah. um but it is always kind to ask if they yeah. need help and if they say no please believe them um because that's the other thing. It's like, no, I don't need any help. Well, no, let me help you. No, I, I said no. Yeah, we, we could do like a whole another podcast series about yes. that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that is, um, you know, so it's great that uh, you were uh, willing and open to uh, share your story with everyone. And I uh, truly appreciate you taking the time to uh, talk with me today. Vice versa. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. This concludes this episode of the Our View podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on our YouTube channel. You can also follow us on all social media platforms at Our View for Life. That's O-U-R-V-I-E-W, the number four, L-I-F-E. If you have a topic or a person, or if you are a person who would like to be interviewed for an upcoming episode of the podcast, send us a DM on Instagram, send us a message on Facebook, or you can email me at ourviewforlife at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. 